Hey, Sean. Yeah? When was the last time that you were walking through a store and you could feel the eyes of someone watching you? I, I don't have to go to a store for that. Have you ever owned a cat? <laughs> yeah, so, well, this is kind of different. You know, the, 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 the stare that you can feel behind you that is as if you're going to steal something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this the other day. I was looking for some alcohol at the LCBO, specifically one that comes with a cool samurai sword bottle opener. Anyways, I'm walking through the store and the security guard has is watching me the whole time. And I'm thinking, do I really look like someone who would walk through a store just to steal booze? And the answer is yes. You stole booze? <laughs> no. I thought about it. No. No, this guy is like watching me the whole time just because I was walking through there with, with like, you know, casually browsing. I had my hoodie on because I was just coming from home from work. But man, it's been a while since I've been almost like accused of potentially stealing something. I'm trying to think back to uh, the last time that happened, and I don't remember. But I you remember know what like I... being in like college and stuff like that, and you know, going through the stores with your buddies, you know, get snacks and shit like that for late night gaming sessions of Call of Duty and whatnot. And you know, you hear the uh, security uh, security sweep section seven, oh, <laughs> those kinds of things. You know, Walmart all the and time. You, yeah. yeah, you know that it's because of you guys, but chill. Do you, do you know what doesn't have security sweeps? Uh, what's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where David's stories are riveting and all about stealing. <laughs> ah, but I didn't steal anything. It's just kind of like a weird feeling. Like, you know, when you, you get ID'd at the liquor store and you're like, oh, this is an honor, right? Like, I have not been ID'd in years, but I, this one time, I don't know why, I, he just thought that I was going to steal some shit. I had nothing like there was nothing on my person that could even fit a bottle of anything. So anyways, (laughs) could you imagine (laughs) like trying to steal a bottle now? (laughs) Sir, what's uh, what's that in your pants? I'm just very happy to be here. (laughs) Very, very happy. Speaking of happy to be here, I I am happy to be here. It's been a feels like it's been forever. I know it's only been a week, but it does. It's a long week in between shows. A lot has happened in the last week. With Not the really. Scene, with the Scene on Screen podcast crew. M- mainly we signed up for <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online expansion. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to talk about that right off the hop? Or do you want to talk about anything you've played or done in the last week or watched? Well, I just want to dive right in. No, but that that's like the big news for us. That's because it's just kind of funny. Because for anyone who remembers last week's episode, we were saying how it's 
not worth the money. But uh, yeah, then of course we go and do it. And like, uh, we were right. It is definitely not worth the money. No, it's like, you know, your parents telling you not to smoke and do crack. And then you find them smoking and doing crack. I actually have a better example. My parents told me <laughs> that it was not worth it to trade in my 64 for a GameCube. And I regret trading in my 64, my original one. Since then, I've acquired two others, but I mean, the, the GameCube not my original a, games. The GameCube was a pretty sweet system, though. Yeah, and I still have it and I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have what have you been playing in the last week? Um, well, I, I've been playing a tiny little title, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, Forza five horizons or Forza horizon five. Very, very fun. Um, I will say though, I took a page out of yield David's catalog. I did not oh, you played buy... a game that you played a game that, uh, came out like six years ago and, and played it for five minutes and then put it down and never played it again. Yeah. That seems uh, 10 right. minutes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Five minutes um, is just enough time to start the game. And I, menu. I wanted to be the sensible consumer. All right. I'm I'm rolling the dice and risking it. I'm I'm waiting it out to see if Black Friday I can get Vanguard digitally for cheaper than uh, full price. Uh, you might be able to. You might be able to get it for like a ten percent off or something. I have a feeling it. It's funny because I'm stupid and I'll buy it anyways. But it's like average rating, I believe, is somewhere around a six. That seems about right for Call of Duty game. So who knows? But I, I would like to see. It. I would like to pick it up. I um, well, you remember how I messaged you the other day saying that Walmart had the cross gen bundle mispriced. Yep. Did you um, buy it? No, I sh- I should have. Because uh, a few days later, they had posted signs saying that it was supposed to be eighty nine ninety nine. Oh, you done fucked up. I know. But you know what? I, I'll be able to get that game on sale anyways for probably. I'll probably buy it for like 50 bucks. I think that's what the wait. That's the uh, amount that I'm going to wait for is $50 price point. Oh, you remember on Black Friday when games would go to $49.99? Oh, shit, man. Those are the days. That I mean, was like Black two years Friday, ago. <laughs> I know, right? But still, those are the days. I think uh, this year is going to be kind of it's going to be rough for uh black friday stuff i think black friday is going to be rough solely because of the shortages for everything exactly however did you see the post on reddit uh this morning or was it yesterday um the 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 pallets upon pallets of upon pallets of ps5s in a walmart warehouse like a gross no, amount i didn't of PS5s. see that i i saw it this morning and i was just like there they all are that's crazy. Every single one, every single one is in a Walmart uh, warehouse and nowhere else. But I'm I'm actually kind of concerned for this year's Black Friday and Christmas rush. Not necessarily because of the games, because games are pressed. There's not a ton to do with that. Like you're 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 really not worrying about the plastics to make the discs or the cases, but. The the consoles, the controllers. There's going to be a shortage for everything. Look at what's happening right now with the Nintendo 64 Bluetooth controller. Sold out again until 2022. That's according to Nintendo. There will be no more for Christmas. Oh, they hold on. They put a uh, they put a date 
Yeah, it said uh, no more available until January 2022, I believe. Oh, wow. Well, that's not too bad. That's only like two months. Yeah, you can hit Ukrainian Christmas or Orthodox Christmas. There you go. This is true. (laughs) If they come out on the 5th, I want it by the 7th. (laughs) Um, It's... uh, I'm it's really concerning. Is that a, a Walmart in the United States? Uh, I honestly don't know. Most likely it's, it's probably is. But uh, I wonder if this is just uh, if this was a strategic decision from Sony. You know, think about it. One of the biggest shopping days of the year. And if you have a an issue, if there's a problem with scalpers constantly purchasing buying up the ps5 consoles early on like when they are releasing just a few number um a a few number of consoles per store right if they have this issue it actually almost makes sense to withhold a majority of your stock for black friday so that when all these people come barging in rushing it all these stores to purchase things they have skids full of ps5s and then they can get them then my guess is that they won't be on sale they might be bundled with a game or something like that but could you could you imagine i actually never thought of that i i feel like that is probably what they're doing like you know what i haven't seen i haven't heard too much about uh, issues with uh the series x has that been having um Stock issue still? I I walked by a GameStop the other morning and there was a huge line. I was like, wow, that's a a pretty big line for Call of Duty. But it turns out they just had like six PS5s and 25 people online. Um, But I've actually, I I didn't think of it that way. Could you imagine if these companies were like bogarting (laughs) the consoles and just like waiting for Black Friday just to see mass like panic? I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's for for mass panic, but my guess is it's probably because they're they're limiting limiting stock so that or or before Black Friday so that there is enough on Black Friday. Think about it. There's probably be more people who have harm done to their bodies if there were some, like short stock on Black Friday versus if there was like a skid of them. I'm sure people will still die which is unfortunate, <laughs> but it's true. But when you think about it though, you know, there, the chance of people dying is significantly less when you have, uh, you know, a skid of say like a hundred PS fives ready for sale on black Friday for all those hundreds of people that are storming, storming the castle, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it's like, here's, here's the thing too. Because there, there's that type of customer and you can just close your eyes and walk through this with me. So imagine there's this customer, this type of customer that always thinks they're going to get a deal. As uh, you listeners know, I work in telecom. That's as far as I really need to take it. But the amount of people that walk into my location and say, are there any deals on an iPhone 13 Pro Max? I say, well, here's the price, sir. And they're like, yeah, but give me the Black Friday deal. And I have to look at them and keep a straight face and be like, with a supply and demand shortage, do you think companies are going to drop the price of this phone on Black Friday? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, like, 
like aside from your Z fold and the demo Z fold I have, I have, they're rare to see in the wild. They're very rare phones right now. Yeah. You know what? To be honest with you, I haven't seen anyone else with a, a fold phone, like either but, the flip or the fold. But let, like, let me know, like, are you going to give me a deal for it on black Friday? <laughs> yeah, I'll get you a deal. Um, full price because we literally have one and like my favorite one is like that customer to the extreme where they like don't like your answer so they walk to the next person in your store and be like can you give me a deal on oh the- yeah like bitch <laughs> please so let's start off with a uh, huh, nintendo 64 online in the expansion <laughs> um I got to say, when you told me I downloaded, I downloaded the app rather quickly and I popped in our crane of time and I did not realize that I needed a master's degree and having a third hand to understand how to use the controllers efficiently. Not only that, if you have it in docked mode, it's so awkward to use. Like, it doesn't make any sense, at least when you have the controller in the little, like, uh, what do you, I always forget what it's called. The control harness. Oh, yeah. The little, yeah. It's a little bit more comfortable, but, like, fuck. It is so uncomfortable to play. And the catalog isn't even that good. No, the catalog right now is really boring, actually. Like, I didn't realize how few games were on there. And but, but don't worry, they're them, gonna add one I, I every like to three play months. like I know, right? Um it's okay, so for the people who are screaming at us saying, You fools, you <laughs> said it wasn't worth the money, and yet you <laughs> did it. The reason why we did it is because it costs us nine dollars each, because we split the family cost. So this was all to get your other half the expansion. Let's be actually, real here. No, it wasn't. To TBH, she was going to uh, pr- like she has seventy five dollars in her eShop account that I gave her for her birthday like um, a year ago that she hasn't spent, uh, and she was going to just buy that. She's like, "Should I buy that?" I'm like, "If you want." Um, but I was more intrigued with the. Uh, I was kind of intrigued by the Animal Crossing expansion but also a little bit about the n64 stuff yeah well we bet wrong on that one bucko well you know maybe it'll change doubt (laughs) i don't know i i think for nine dollars though is it that bad nine dollars for the year well you haven't seen my nine dollars yet so I, i know funny how that works um I have noticed though, because we renewed our family our family plan back in September, and on the eShop you have the option to upgrade to the expansion plus, right? And so you pay the difference for the remaining time of your subscription. So I did that because it ended up being like I don't know sixty bucks. But I noticed that they extended the subscription for the entire thing until next November. Interesting. Yeah. So well, it should have kept and been it, it should have stayed with the original expiry date of September. It actually we end up getting two months extra. 
for less price, which is weird. So, anyways, I'm not going to complain about that. But so winner, winner, chicken dinner. But I yeah, like the it. the controls for I didn't really play much of um, Legend Zelda. I I didn't actually I haven't actually loaded it up yet because I haven't decided to sit down and put the time into it. I did play some of Yoshi's story, which is more of a platformer platformer. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you, the controls for that one are fine. It's actually not too bad because it doesn't have it's a it's a 2D platformer, right? So you have run jump, shoot, stick your tongue out, <laughs> eat things. <laughs> so that game's not too bad. But I I think though games that require well, when you think about it though, the N64 was one of the first was it one of the first ones with a joystick it was like a true analog joystick or something yeah because the playstation the playstation one didn't even have the joysticks until later on in its years um so 3d camera controls wasn't really a thing super mario world was the first game that had a controllable adjustable camera right so you didn't really need that second joystick for camera controls and a lot of games that did it use the C buttons, which C newsflash stands for camera. (laughs) It was the camera control buttons. Oh, Um, that's so true. Unless you're playing certain games and they also do items like uh, our creative time. Yeah. Some of them use them for items and stuff like that. But for the most part, they, they were designed for camera controls for like, so anyway, so games that use the C buttons, well, if you look at the uh, the settings, you can see a picture of... The, okay, let's just let's try and describe this. The, uh, the button mapping, the default button mapping for the uh, N64 on the Switch. So your left joystick is the joystick of the N64 controller. Then the left buttons are the D-pad. Then you have the right joystick is the C buttons. This is where it gets gross. <laughs> then you have... But the C buttons don't activate unless you also use Z right. No, they do. No, yeah, yeah, not when no. you're playing Zelda, they don't. So by default... <laughs> so by default, this, the, the right joystick is supposed to be the C buttons. And then there's A and B, which are normal. But then X and Y is... This is so stupid. C down and C left, which doesn't make any sense at all. And then if you want to use the buttons as C buttons, you have to hold ZR. This is so stupid. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not smart enough to play it. I just it's. Do you remember? Like I remember my dad saying this as if it was still yesterday. We were playing uh, WCW versus NWO on the Nintendo 64. And that was like the limit to him, like still playing video games with us because he's like, there's too many buttons. He liked the Super Nintendo. He liked all that stuff, but too many buttons made it more complicated. Didn't like that. I had like an out of the body experience while I was playing. I was like, holy shit, I am my father. (laughs) 
I have no interest in playing that game or title until like, I'm telling you, I got frustrated enough that I stopped before I got to the deco tree. So really? I like, go find the sword. And I was like, you go find the fucking sword. I'm done. Just out. No way. I'm like, I was appalled with how much I hated the controller. And the worst part about it is it's not like the Super Nintendo or the NES where you could just play with a Joy-Con. And I think that's the part that hurts the most because if you like you, you can't really map to a pro controller, mm-hmm. which would be even more convenient. It's just, it's just bad. Nintendo, you done goofed and you got a lot of people's money. So I, I think, I think where they could have made this more user friendly. Yeah. is not make it at all. <laughs> is, Sorry, I, I, I know so you're better. I know. If they allowed you to remap the controls in the emulator, instead of them choosing a set, or like, sure, have this default set, but let me decide if I want the joystick to be the C buttons or if I want the joystick to be the D pad, right? Like, let me decide that. You know, that's one thing that uh, Microsoft has been really good at is um, allowing people to change the way that they play their games. They have the adaptive controllers. You can change input controls for like, you can, you can swap what buttons presses are and stuff like that. So say, say you are a hardcore Nintendo switch fan or gamer and you use the pro controller and you, you, have only ever played Nintendo Switch. So you're so used to a button being on the right side of the buttons. Well, say you get an Xbox. Well, now A is and B are X and Y are all swapped, right? If you want, you can change the mapping on your Xbox so that B is A and A is B. Fair right? enough. Why can't, why is this not like a standard feature? Like, I think... Actually, I don't, I don't think the Nintendo Switch has that option. They they might actually, but this should be a setting in the the emulator itself. Maybe like one game, maybe Legend of Zelda would play better if you can change the controls to something different. Whereas, uh, you know, Yoshi's Story works perfectly fine for the default controls. Let me make custom controls, a custom control scheme for the game that I'm playing. I don't know. Like, um, I feel like the N64 emulator is strictly designed to be played with the N64 controller that we have not been able to purchase as of yet. It was, uh, yeah, it was between that and just people who like tormenting people. That's who it was designed for. I, I honestly, I know you haven't played it as much as I have, but it is awful. And I'm sorry. Uh, I I'd say I want my nine dollars back, but I'll play it again. <laughs> yeah, you will. Have you uh, have you tried any of the Genesis stuff? I have not. No, I honestly forgot it existed. That one's I mean. just as confusing because the Genesis uh, has three buttons: A, B, C, and yeah, that that one's just kind of all confusing too. But that one's no different than any of the other. Um. What is it? Any other old school emulators like uh, Super Nintendo and then NES? The games run fine. 
I'm curious to see which Sega games though they do put on there. It has a pretty good library right now, but uh, I don't know. I think because we've seen this in the past already, you know, Nintendo has supported Nintendo supported the NES and the SNES quite a bit. You know, it was every month we were getting a few games and then nothing, nothing, nothing. So now are we going to be getting games regularly for a few months and then nothing? Like, because if they don't keep supporting, if they don't keep adding games to the N64 and the Genesis collection, then at what point does it no longer become worth paying for? That is how they're going to get you. But I will say it's presented well. The The way they are presenting the the three by four and kind of like the blended sidelines opposed to having it like two very like strict lines for the aspect ratio, I enjoy. The game doesn't look that much different. How much can you remaster it really? Have you been but playing like on uh, have you been playing on handheld mode or uh, docked? Just docked. I don't play okay. a lot of games handheld mode. It's not really my thing. Hello. Um I normally play, I'm just, I'm Hello? just trying Hello? to think I'm just thinking of <laughs> you don't really play hand Now why? Is it because it, your hands get cramped or something? Yes, I have that awkward st- uh, size hand where it's just a little bit too big for like playing the switch for a long period of time. Plus I really don't like playing games with like my head bent down. Oh, see, I, that's why you, you just hold them up. Oh, well that <laughs> solves it. Yeah. Thank um, you, sir. You, know you should try honestly the, uh, you know, the controllers that I got the Hori pads fight. I don't know that. I don't know what the pads are. Yeah. Called. The thing I got you. Yeah, they're actually really comfortable. I use that solely in handheld mode, and it makes it so much more comfortable. And in fact, uh, Nintendo or Hori just announced a dedicated attachment. It's a split uh, split pad pro is the uh, controller. And the biggest issue with that, well, it doesn't have rumble, which is unfortunate, but so it makes some games difficult to play if you need rumble. So like uh, Mario Party and stuff like that, if you're playing that, some of those games, re- like the mini games, require you to kind of feel the rumble of the controller. Um, but other than that, most games you can play, no issues. Uh, the main issue with these, the Split Pad Pro, is that it could only be played in handheld mode because there's no wireless connectivity. So Hori has just announced uh, this week that they're releasing a, um, what's it called? It's like a, I guess they don't really have a name for it, or like the website's all in Japanese, so I can't read this. Uh, essentially, it's a like a controller dock thing that has a USB attached cable to it, so you can play docked with this controller. Oh, that's interesting. Which is actually super cool. Um, I'm not a big fan of playing with wired controllers anymore because why would we? Um, I but, play wired in every once in a while. Well, my yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of it. But also I have like a, a box, a case full of AA, like rechargeable AA batteries. So I never really need to plug in. But anyway, so this little adapter lets you play using the SplitPad Pro uh and the console hooked up to your TV 
it does have a headphone jack as well for voice chat. It does support voice chat, and it looks like it has a mute and volume buttons on the 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 a little attachment itself too, which is pretty sweet. So you know what, I am definitely gonna be buying this because this is actually one of the most con- comfortable controllers I've used for the uh, Nintendo Switch. Interesting. And for handheld mode, honestly, it it's it makes a it's a night and day difference. Hey, uh, while we're we're talking about the Switch and controllers, you've played the new Mario Party All Stars, right? I I dabbled a little bit. Yeah. Or Superstars. Superstars. Uh, yeah, Super Super Mario Superstars. Something we'll just like call that. it New Mario Party. Yeah, New Mario Party. What control do you like using for it? Are you comfortable playing with the Joy Cons, or you feel like you need something a little bit meatier and beefier? Um, well, TBH, I've only ever played with the Joy Cons. So I have like that nostalgia feeling, right? So we we had some friends over and we were playing and they both brought pro controllers. They're like, yeah, this is how we play Mario Party. I was like, what? That's weird. So I played with a pro controller and we used the little like switch dock to make another full controller. So everybody had kind of it fair. Mm-hmm. I tried to play some of the mini games with just the Joy-Con. You feel like you're going to break the Joy-Cons. These games, like uh, the cookie cutter one or what people are now calling Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Um, there there was like a, a tangible feeling that you had with the Nintendo 64 controller, you know, like grip in the middle, grip on the right side. Mm-hmm. You're like really like um, kind of like he like gripping it really tightly Mm -hmm. you can't do that with the joy con there's just not enough play it it doesn't feel natural to play with the joy con yeah that like that that's true and i think part of it is because the joystick of the joy con is very different yeah it's horrible um and i think it's funny some of the mini games it says uh but you know the ones where you had to like rotate the joystick did you notice the the warning or whatever? It says not to use the palm of your hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck you, Nintendo. I'm going to play this game the way that I it's meant to play, and it's called the Joystick Destroyer. Um, I don't know. I think for... I see, when we when we played Super Mario Party, and we played a lot, a lot of that. I only ever played it with the Joy-Con. But those games were specifically designed for the yeah. Switch controller. And so when I played this one, because when we were playing it, we only had, uh, we were playing four players with just the Joy-Cons. It didn't, I think it put everyone on the same playing field. That's also fair. Right, because everyone was using the same controller. Um, I think it would be more comfortable and easier with the pro controller. Agreed. But it, it's definitely know, easier I, to play a lot of the games with the pro controller. Yeah. I think that's also what kind of makes adds to some of the somewhat of the challenge for these mini games is playing them with the uh the Joy-Con. Like you remember when you'd be playing Mario Party with your friends and you like you go to their place and you get their used broken ass controller where the joystick kind of leans to the side and or the like, GameCube with the rubber off the tip of the seat oh, yeah and you're like how is this even working but it did and you know i <laughs> i feel like the joy con is pretty much the same challenge that we have as using like some 
controller that is going to freaking bite the dust any second. I don't know. I, so you've only played with the Joy-Cons, though, versus people who played with the the Pro Controller? No, this one I played with the Pro Controller, and then um, Krista was saying like she felt that the 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 switch controller wasn't good enough so she felt as if she was kind of like being ripped off or not competing mm. so i disconnected the controllers and switched them um and i had no problem playing either way like i just adapted to it right but she made the argument that she really wanted the pro controller so i'm like trying to determine also what's the difference between the pro and the uh the enhanced controllers like what? What do you mean the enhanced controllers? Though? So the Animal Crossing one that you picked up, redacted, oh. is a um, what you call it? Enhanced. It's it's not really enhanced. Okay, I'm gonna be gonna be completely honest with you. the The build quality is less. It, it, you can tell that it's not as high quality as the official Pro controller. But it says Power A enhanced wireless controller. Yes, because then there's the Power A controllers that are wired. And then there's some Power A controllers that are wireless with rumble or some shit like that. It's just a marketing thing. What about the enhanced wireless controller for Nintendo Switch? I think this one's the enhanced wireless controller. Uh, Yours might be made by Power A. Mine mine is the Power A one, yeah. But there's there's a Nintendo branded one. Oh, no, it's Power A. These are all Nintendo, like they're not Nintendo branded. They are Nintendo endorsed. The, this is the, oh yeah. Then these enhanced ones actually have um, two buttons on the, the, the grips. Cause you can lit. Oh, there's um, mappable controllers on yeah, the back. I mappable forgot. Buttons on the back. And that's what the enhanced is. The, the joysticks work like they feel fine. The buttons are more clicky than than the uh, regular pro controller. It is the exact same design and feel of the pro controller, the official like this is the button. Can you hear this? That's like the clickiness of the pro controller or sorry, the uh, the power a one. And this is the button clickiness of the official pro controller. Barely, barely even noticeable. Um, The D pad on the power a controller is i like it better it has that rock the problem with the pro controller the official one is that it doesn't have that like little the the dimple in the middle that makes it really have its rockiness isn't high enough so you get a lot of ghost touches when you're when you're playing games like mario or um, like tetris and stuff like that because it will hit two buttons at the same time whereas with the power a one you don't run into that issue I don't know, like it's it's significantly lighter because it doesn't have the rumbles. Um, this one is powered by double A batteries, which some people dislike. I actually have no issues with that. As I mentioned earlier, I have a case full of double A batteries. Um, honestly, like for someone who wants a, a nice like probably the one thing that does make the power A controller stand out over any Nintendo official nintendo ones is the designs they're so cool you know like i got um redacted 
the one of the Animal Crossing ones with a KK on it, and you know it's it's a pretty sweet design. They have Pokemon ones. They have Smash Bros. They have Monster, Super Mario, Monster ones. Hunter. Yeah, Super Mario. Like there's a ton of controllers. And actually, right now at Costco, I noticed that you can buy two pack of uh, Power A controllers. I think they're the wired ones though, with the Mario design. It's like a gold or like a red and gold Mario design or something like that. And then um, something else like a wireless one. But still, like if you're looking for a controller to play Mario Party with, but you don't want to spend the hundred bucks, well, really, you get two of the Power A controllers for the same price as a single official um, Nintendo Pro Controller. Yeah, like I love the look of the official Pro Controller, the fact that it's translucent, but it's always black. Yeah, actually, mine. And and the thing is, it's kind of translucent. Like you can kind of see through it, but it's not translucent enough to really make a big difference. Right. Yeah, my my friends got skins for theirs, so they bought a two. They bought two at the time, and then they bought skins on them. Yeah, I have a skin on my, on one of mine. Um, and it's just white. <laughs> so this is the Panda controller. It's black and white. He's so cool. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think for Mario Party, though, because the game is so competitive, if you're going to be playing with someone, I think you need to be using the same controllers. Yeah, it's only fair. Yeah. So like, I had no problem going down to the lesser controller because I'm just good at video games. A l- l- little yeah. bit of a dust off my shoulder there. But yeah, like... <laughs> Like in the room, uh, I I won't lie. I've beaten everybody that I was playing with at multiple Mario parties before. So I wasn't overly concerned about my ability to win in a, Mar- a Mario party game. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I made my choice, but I still do. I'm very conservative when I buy controllers. Like I have, Oh God, my, our special controllers are coming out later this month. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Um, but I almost rarely, and I mean rarely, will buy a controller at full price. To the point, the pro controller that I do have, I got off my friend who runs that video game store downtown Toronto, and I got it for like 40 bucks. Nice. And he's like, yeah, it was like never used. I was like, I'll take it. No problem. But even like the Gears of War controller I have, which I've literally worn out, like I can't play NHL with it now because the thumbsticks stick in. Mm-hmm. But I did. I got that for like thirty bucks, regular price sixty nine. My Pink Horizon one again. I got it like fifty percent off. I, I don't pay full price for controllers because I'm hard on controllers, and that's just me, unfortunately. So you know, you know, you might uh, benefit more from like a a power a Nintendo Switch controller. I'm not buying the Switch controller for me. Oh, I'm well buying then. it for the other half. But like, I also have like my official GameCube controller, and then I bought one of the third-party like GameCube controllers for, um, like two-player games because I mm-hmm. wanted a second one for GameCube. But I have mm-hmm. my original like Super Mario one from when Smash was released. Oh yeah, that's true. I I like to have good controllers, but again. I don't like to pay a premium on them. Uh, have you played any of Forza Horizon 5 yet? I have not even installed it on my Xbox. 
Bro, you're missing out because since it released on the 9th, so what, four days ago, this game has been played as of Wednesday, 4.5 million players have logged in from Game Pass. That's not including people who bought the game or who downloaded the game. That's just Game Pass. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. And you know what? The thing is, is this is exactly what Microsoft was advertising. You know, like these games, and it it shows that there's a demand for these games too. And think about it. Like people who like racing games will buy this game. But now that people have Game Pass, people who are even on the fence about it can just download it and play it. And I think that's that's uh, what happened here. You know, like there's a huge hype for this game. And actually, when was the la- what was the last big, big Microsoft game to re- be released? <laughs> Halo. Just kidding. Yeah, it's not even out yet. Right. So. Yeah. Um, this. How many how many people like 14 million? Four point five million. <laughs> 4.5 million that's a lot of people and i i know i know that it came out i just haven't had a time to sit down and play it i think maybe this this friday this evening as people are listening to this episode of the scene on screen podcast <laughs> i might be playing this game for about 10 15 minutes and then never playing it again <laughs> um, i will tell you like the the opening demo of the game is very nice like you you get to play with a few different cars Mm-hmm. And if you have driver data from previous games, it remembers your name and stuff, which is cool. Nice. And then, like, it doesn't bring over your avatar, which kind of sucks, but it's like a continuation from the last game. And you're in Mexico. The game is gorgeous. Driving through the dust storms and stuff is really, really fun. The one thing I do find is, like, once you've unlocked a few things, the map is incredibly overwhelming. I'm in the first area, and there's so many things for me to do. Well, like that's also kind of what those games are all about. Like there's so much to do. And and once you get past that opening sequence, which I have to admit, probably some of the best opening sequences I have ever played ever in my life of racing games are the Forza Horizon games. Yeah. It's um the one thing I will say and like I will I will beat the hell out of this drum. Um the one thing I don't like right now is the customization a little bit. Like you do have to, it's, it's not very menu focused. Like you have to go around your vehicle to pick up what you want to customize. Some of the menus are a little bit counter in or yeah, they're counterintuitive. So if I wanted to find a skin for like the Ford Bronco I ended up with as an example, mm-hmm. I couldn't really find that easily, but I wanted to get into playing the game. I didn't really need to customize it. I gave it a cool paint job, which didn't apparently cost me anything, but it's very centric on getting you back into the game as fast as possible. The options are all there. You don't have to have knowledge on how to tune a car. You can download tune sets for like the fastest um, possible way to drive your car. Or like maybe if you want it to be a specific class, it's really cool, but like it is a very good experience. I think all of you will really enjoy it. David, you might play it for like a few races, um, my only question for you is when you play these games, do you play automatic or do you play manual? I usually play automatic just because oh. I like to, I usually just, I just like to go fast. You know, I don't want to have to, but you go faster about... if you're manual. No, like, you don't. 
Yes, you do. Her still has the same top speed. You just have to change. You you can just shift earlier if you get good at it. Yeah, I'm like, I I love playing with manual. Like our our old friend from college used to always play manual versus automatic, and manual has a huge advantage because like when you're down shifting when you're playing automatic or you're going into a corner, it will like slowly bring you back up. You could just hammer it if you want Mm -hmm. and like move yourself on your own. But that's something I'll always remember. And I always play like that. So do you, um, what buttons are for shifting? Uh, Holding the button controller, my X and Y. Okay. See, I would almost, I would try it if I, with my elite controller and remap the paddles. You can do that to the shift. That's probably what it would be. I feel like that would make it easier for me. It's just one less thing to worry about. <laughs> but it's like it's right on your thumb. You don't have to worry about it. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'll, I don't play with the clutch. I'll, maybe though. I'll tr- maybe I'll try it. Oh, do you have to play with a clutch? Like can no, you play that, with that's a clutch? Like, if if you want like the maximum difficulty for shifting, you mm-hmm. play with a clutch. Mm, okay. Which is like left bumper and X or Y. Gotcha. Which makes it really really intense. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to give it a try. Maybe with the um, maybe with the uh, elite controller that I have, I'll try it out. But yeah, you know what? I played a lot of which was uh, the last one, Horizon Four, because that was on the mountain, right? That was the snowy one, right? Yeah, man, that intro sequence was so much fun. You start at, like the top of the mountain and you go down to this whole race. I even bought the DLC for that one, the uh, Hot Wheels DLC. Oh, I never bought. There was that the Lego one, and then the Fast and the Furious. I bought the Fast and the Furious. Well, Fast and the Furious was a, a standalone. I think that one was came out after Horizon Three. Yeah, um, that one's a lot of fun. I actually beat that whole that whole one. Believe it or not, I actually beat the game. Mind you, it's not super long, but I still beat it. Um, the DLC, the Lego DLC, was I don't know if that was for Horizon Three. No, it was four. It was four. Are you sure about that? Now, now you're gonna you're gonna make me Google it, but I'm fairly certain. Maybe it was Forza Horizon Four Lego Speed Champions. Okay, well then, which one was Hot Wheels? Probably number three. It was a standalone DLC too. It's like nineteen ninety nine or two dollars if or um eighteen bucks if you have Game Pass. Okay, I'm getting this mixed mixed up. Forza Horizon Three had hot wheels and horizon three had was the snowy mountain one yes yes horizon four which one was horizon four where did that one take place in horizon four was i think italy or europe oh yes yeah that's right horizon four england had the lego one and i did not i did not buy the lego where the hell did that thing take place that Forza Horizon 4 was the one that included seasons. Yes, it was. But I forget where it was. I think it was Italy. Somewhere in Europe. Man, did you do a Canada one? Can you imagine? Just dr- <laughs> take you two days to drive across the country. Yeah, well, they could do like. Yeah, they could do like the Rocky Mountains or they do like northern Canada, northern Ontario, Quebec. That'd be so sweet. That would be cool. One of the racetracks is just the 401. <laughs> With traffic. 
<laughs> Try winning your race now, yeah, yeah. jackass. Yeah. Is there any other gaming news that we had to hit? I don't I don't recall. Um, well, there's a big announcement came out earlier this week. Oh, from those guys at Steam. Yeah, Valve. The uh they announced an official delay of the Steam Deck due to as no surprise to anyone, uh, supply chain issues. So their official statement reads, the launch of Steam Deck will be delayed by two months. We are sorry about this. We did our best to work around the global supply chain issues, but due to material shortages, components aren't reaching our manufacturing facilities in time for us to meet our initial launch dates. So based on our updated build estimate, Steam Deck will start shipping to customers February 2022. This will be the new set start date of the reservation queue. All reservation holders keep their places in line, but dates will shift back accordingly. Reservation date estimates will be updated shortly after this announcement. So they were supposed to start, what, in January or December? Um, yeah, December, because that's uh, delayed two months. So they sh- were supposed to start shipping in December, depending on when you did your pre-order. Yeah, because like when our pre-order was like March or April, right? Well, it just said it's I don't remember the exact time that mine was supposed to be because mine says I still have my reservation. It says your expected order availability after Q2 2022. So what is that? That's the spring sometime. Yeah. So I I don't know exactly when that is. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised, but I'm not too upset about it either. Um, it was one of those things that I think if this had come out earlier in the year and I had to pay for it, I would have probably had to cancel. But having it come out in at some point in Q2 of next year, I feel like that's going to be not too bad of a time for me financially to be able to you know, buy another little handheld console. See, to me, the delay couldn't be any more perfect because I kind of got put on the no fly list for purchasing anything before July um, of substance. Like the, the PS5 might be the only thing I could sneak in there. Right. Because like if I find one and I have the available funds for it, it's really hard to not do it. <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. I thought you canceled your pre-order though. It was only five bucks. I kept it on. It's on my Steam account still. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is like, even if you even if you because what was it when you when you pre-ordered it, if your tickets, if your number is called, you have what, like 30 days or something like that to actually make the purchase or something. Exactly. Yeah, You have 30 days to make your purchase or sell your purchase. If if not, then your pre-order is canceled, but you get your deposit back. Exactly. Yeah. Which is five bucks. But your deposit goes back to Steam or like a Steam credit. It goes so. back to your Steam wallet, yeah. Which, <laughs> hey, whatever. That's not that bad, though, because... That could be like five games. <laughs> Maybe not quite, but uh, a, a decent amount of games. So, yeah, like when I when I look at it, I'm like, okay, do I really want it? But to me, this is good news. This could actually be great news. I'm thinking it wasn't quite ready to show off to the world. And why do you say that? I don't I don't know. I just I have this feeling like when we saw it for the first the first time, we saw very little gameplay from it, right? 
very few, I'll call them influencers, but reviewers got their hands on the prototype and had to return it. It's now the beginning of November. It was slated to ship out sometime in the middle of December, just before Christmas, maybe Mm -hmm. even land at Christmas. You would have seen a review or something by now. You would have seen something a little bit more concrete to build hype for it because a lot of people were supposed to be getting it by Christmas. So to me, that tells me the hardware isn't ready or there's something I'm, if I were to put money on it, I would guess it's something to do with the controllers or specifically how the controllers like handle a lot of play. Well, I don't know, man. Like they, they had the steam controller for a while. Yeah. For steam deck they did, but they didn't have a handheld built like a switch. And what's the biggest problem a lot of people have with the switch is the average person's hands are a little bit too strong for those controllers. Yeah. But if you look at the actual design of the switch versus the steam deck, like the steam deck is way more ergonomic. You're saying it wrong. It's ergonomically. Er- <laughs> it's designed more ergonomically for people with, just even average sized hands. Yeah. You know, so I feel like honestly, I, I'm not surprised that we haven't seen a lot of stuff from it, like in terms of gameplay and actual, um, you know, legitimate, well, not legitimate reviews because there have been some very in-depth reviews and, and videos of it. But the thing is, is valve has always been very secretive about the things that they're working on. Um, they, they don't like to announce things really early unless they are pretty much ready for it to be produced or released. Right. So when they announced this, they were showing like early development um, models of this, but they said that it was pretty much ready for release. Like the, the design was pretty much set and they were just working on software and some internal hardware stuff like that. But like, I like the fact that it's not detachable. That's a huge thing. And the fact that you could just hook it up to a monitor and go at 720 P that's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the good of it. But like I'm watching just while we're talking here, the the controllers, like the joysticks look much better than the switches. Oh, 100%. And, and there's, there's probably more technology in the joystick alone than <laughs> in the whole Joy-Con. It um, still looks like a really cheesy freaking Sega Genesis, not Genesis. What was the one that was handheld? The Game Gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. It totally does look like a, a Game Gear. Or like a Wii U. Like it's a fixed model. Hell, the Wii U had better joysticks. And that's it did, something. And they weren't very good either. Um, but like the cool thing with like the joysticks for they're touch sensitive. So like the system knows when you're when you have your thumb on the joystick versus on the touchpad versus not touching anything or like even the buttons. Right. So I don't know. Like you say that you think that it's not ready for release because we haven't seen much of anything. But like I said, Valve is very secretive of pretty much everything. So I think like, I do believe that this is a, a logistics issue for supply chain stuff. And 
honestly, like we've been seeing this already. We've been seeing it all year. And I think we're going to see this a lot, this upcoming black Friday and Christmas season, you know, like a lot of people are in stores are saying, you know, shop early if you can, because, you know, we're going to have issues getting stock of stuff for Christmas. So I don't know, like it's, it'll be really interesting, interesting to see how this plays out. But like I said, I'm not too worried about the steam deck because like I probably won't be, well, I'm not going to be getting one until like mid next year. And, uh, to be totally honest with you, I even kind of forgot that it existed. <laughs> the The Steam Deck, I think, is going to serve a very specific purpose for people like you and I, who typically lead towards console gaming more than PC gaming. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be nice to have your Steam collection available to be plugged into your TV and then use a console remote to play. Mm-hmm. Have they no? Have they said yet if these um, the Microsoft controllers are compatible with it, or is it going to be yeah, only Steam can, controllers? You, no, you can connect any Bluetooth controller. There you go. Yeah, it's it going to be work, the, the better work version with, of the Switch. Yeah, it should work with all like PC peripherals. Yeah, actually, take that in for a second because it's freeware, and you can actually run like the Epic Games launcher off it. You can run whatever you want off it. Because it's running like, is it Valve OS or Steam OS? Well, it's running a for uh, uh, it's running a distro of Linux that has like the Steam OS um, overlay or something like that. Like it's being designed to run just like it's running on Linux, but you can install Windows and you can run anything that a Windows computer can do. So, so you could actually, if you wanted to, you could turn around and get a better. 64 emulator than what the switch has and put it on there fire it up to your tv and play on an xbox controller and play ocarina of time with less confusion than what you can play with your switch right now boom book Mm -hmm. it done um well i know that when i get it eventually i will uh definitely use the steam deck like the steam os for a bit but i probably will install windows on there just so that I can have things like my Epic games launcher and some of the other stuff on there. Your Epic games launcher is more valuable than any other gaming launcher you have. Why? Because all the content you have is free and they give away big games. I didn't see steam giving away grand theft auto five, but my, my game library in, in, uh, steam is way better. Friend of the Way show, larger. Alex Cote, who used to um, work with a few of us when we were part of uh, 3Gem, RIP. His Steam catalog was the largest digital catalog I've ever seen. Really? How big? He had over, I think it was like 6,000 games. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. My Steam library is currently sitting at 582 games. He he had everything on it. He's like, yeah, I download things if they're free. Anything under a dollar, he'd always buy. Didn't matter what. And I, he was running some software on his tower at the time that would seek out games on sale. That's crazy. I like my Steam library. Like I haven't bought many games over the last few years. Back when Steam would have like their summer sales and their winter sales, and they'd have these bundles where it was like. You know, every single Valve game 
for like 20 bucks i would buy that i would buy like i bought like the id bundle the batman arkham you know games bundles like all of these games and they come in these bundles so i'd buy something for you know 20 bucks i'd like you know all the doom games and then i have like 12 games right there so i have all the deus ex games dirt dota final fantasy a bunch of them the flat out games fuel you know all the gta games you know so i have all of this stuff but most of them were purchased from bundles but now it's at the point now when there's like steam sales and you know they they have like their summer sale winter sale all of these bundles are on sale again and i have them all right so i don't know i think maybe once the steam deck comes out and i get it in my hands i might I might dive into some of these games a little bit more than I, than I have. Um, I think some of these games that I have, they play really well with a controller, but the one thing I love about gaming is just being able to hang out and lounge on my couch. And like the one thing that you're going to be able to do with the steam deck as well, which I mean, goes without saying is you could play like all your, like Jackbox games right off it. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, oh, yeah. it's not going to take up an ungodly amount of space in your living room. You don't have to stream it to your TV because all you have to do is plug it in. And if it has AirLink or compatibility with uh, Oculus through VR Link, you're laughing. Mm-hmm. You could literally strap this to your back. You could throw it in a backpack while you play VR. You could do whatever you want. It's not going to weigh anything. It's going to be very light. Mm-hmm. It is uh, great. It does look like... Um, I'm, the article that I'm looking at for Steam Deck delayed. What's that game? And I forget what it is. It's that stupid two-bit farm game that everybody plays. Stardew Valley? That's the one. That's what they're playing on their, their handheld. That's what I'd be playing on this $500 gaming machine. Stardew Valley. Yeah, why not? It's a I great just, game. I just can't wait for gamers to just dunk on the Nintendo Switch. It's yeah, going to be I'm, so bad and it's going to be great. I am very curious to see how that's going to pan out because, you know, and we went over this before when this was announced, but like the cheapest version of the Steam Deck is $500, $499, whereas the, that's the same price as the Switch OLED, right? So the only thing that you're missing out by buying the Steam Deck versus the Switch is uh, the first-party Nintendo games. You're not even missing out on that. Mario Party was leaked, and people were playing it on Steam like crazy. I know. I know. There's Steam, a, uh, PC. There's emulators PC. for it. The, the thing that I think will be very interesting is games like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Which I would love to see the numbers for how many people bought Guardians on the Switch. And don't get me wrong, I understand that the Nintendo Switch is a family console, and some people, that's the console they have. They're not Xbox, they're not PlayStation, and if your kid wants Guardians of the Galaxy for Christmas, that's what they're going to get. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'd be interested to see what the the middle to high level tier PC that you get out of the Valve Steam Deck puts this out at 720p regardless of the monitor. Like It's not going to upscale it beyond for mm-hmm. a television. But is it going to look better than the the maxed out version for the Switch? You're damn right it is because the processing power of the Steam Deck is going to be more optimized for this game than the Switch is. Well, 
the Switch version of Guardians of the Galaxy is a cloud version. It's not even it's it's a streamed version of the game. Like so even when you download it, yeah, you're like you still have to be connected online. You still have to stream it. Terrible. Yeah. So, and it does look horrible on the Switch apparently too. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if if the Steam if playing the game on the Steam Deck will look better than the the cloud version of the Switch version or whatever the cloud version on the Switch. I think the Steam Deck is going to be the end of the Nintendo Switch. Well, I think well the Nintendo Switch has been out since what 2017. Yeah. Um, I think Nintendo's due for a actual legitimate hardware upgrade. Yeah, to the soon. OLED two. Yeah. We'll probably they don't see come, it next year. If they don't come out with a console that can output like 4K and actually have, you know, better processing for like video like graphics, then I can see Nintendo having another Wii era. Where they they don't, they don't even have to do like they don't have to go right to 4K. I mean, it'd be nice, but you could just change the dock. You could release a dock that allows the output to be better. Well, then that would require the dock to have some sort of um, graphics processing, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly, because I realize we have gone through a ton of topics. We, we've had a little bit of a choppy episode due to some uh, technical errors, and we apologize. But do you know what today is? Today, the 12th of November, or I guess tomorrow, the 12th of November. But do you know what that is? It is Disney plus motherfucking day. No, that's today. Well, technically, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cano- okay. You know what? There's everyone, a Boba Fett everyone, documentary coming out, too. Everyone knows that, that we record this beforehand, but I just found out that apparently they're releasing the Kenobi trailer. On Friday. On Friday? Today. Yeah. Holy shit. I was not excited before because I did not know it was a thing, but now I am super excited because I know it's a thing. Oh, my God. It, it's called um, Boba Fett. I, it's, it's, I think it's called Behind the Mask of Boba Fett. Um, is coming out on Friday on Disney plus Shang Chi is coming out on Friday. Jungle cruise is coming out on Friday. A bunch of like other small, like programs like the Jeff Goldblum program is coming out on Friday. Oh, by the way, they're also dropping trailer after trailer, after trailer, after trailer at the presentation, including, but not limited to what we're hoping is Spider-Man, which everybody on the internet, listen up to however many people listen to this episode. Stop ruining it for other people. Stop. AKA Sean. Stop like, ruining it for Sean. I don't need to see leaks. I, hey, I like I saw one by accident and I was very upset, but I was also like, that's pretty sweet. Sean. Uh, but I was pretty upset. Twitter. Just get well, off Twitter. But like I had to block the name spot the word Spider-Man in my Twitter. That's hilarious. So I don't have to see it. But Disney Plus oops, sorry. Disney Plus Day is always exciting. Yes, your prices are going to go up like $30. Sorry. Well, if they if they raise the price again, I'm going to be pissed because we haven't even had to renew and uh they've th- the prices already increased last year. But you you're already locked in. Your price is going up like next week. Yeah, I know. I just remember last that. Last year now. there was no price increase, only this year. I know, but if they re- 
raise the price again. It's going to be annoying. Who knows? All I know is I'm excited. The, the Boba Fett documentary actually looks pretty sweet. I, and we're going to see a trailer for Book of Boba. I believe there's also a trailer for Ahsoka dropping on Friday or a teaser. And like, it's all but confirmed because, um, what's her face who plays Ahsoka, who I can't think of her name right now. I'm, I'm you tonight. I'm literally you. That's Um, right. I can never remember her name. So, uh, Rosario Dawson and Hayden Christensen confirmed that Anakin will be, uh, in, Ahsoka, and they're like, yeah, in they some some form or another, banter. Yeah. which is kind of interesting. He'll probably be a Force Ghost or something like that, though. No way. He's there's going to be like a flashback where he's her mentor. Oh, maybe. Like he's going to call her Snips, and everybody's going to be like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest episode of Star Wars television we've ever seen." Well, you haven't finished Clone Wars, so I don't know. They got a lot to. Uh, they got a lot to live up to to make some of the best. Chris is so funny. Anytime I'm watching Clone Wars, she's like, you know, he's just going to kill a bunch of children, right? <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> she's got to get past that. Kill, kill them children. Kill she's them. Got to get past that. And we got to get past the rest of this episode. <laughs> we want to thank you as always for listening. Check us out on your favorite podcatcher. Check us out on your favorite social media outlet for myself. And David, he didn't even press the button this time. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.